Hi everyone, this is Royce, otherwise known as Hunter, your Dungeon Master. So I just wanted to update everyone, let everyone know why we didn't have an episode last week and why it got delayed to March 4th, which I guess is today if you're listening right as it comes out. Which if you are, thanks man, we really appreciate it. But I was sitting here editing the episode. I was about three-fourths done with it and I stayed up to about 5 a.m. and I woke up the next morning and I forgot to save one tiny little track and it messed up the entire project. So I had to start over. And this was literally the day before it came out. So my bad. Anyways, that's pretty much it. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. By the way, quick disclaimer. This episode contains very graphic descriptions of gore, specifically having to do with needles. The episode should be starting now. Hi! 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 It's Welcome us! Welcome back to, brain to the boys cast. To the boys cast. Four randomly generated idiots trying to fight God. And lose. In the new studio. In a new studio. Well, kind of, sort of. In it's the biggest air quotes possible studio. Studio, studio kind of. The, the quotes are a mile apart and studio is written in the sand in the middle, man. So. It, it's a shed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shed. It's there my shitty garage. clipped. To the wall. So the idea with this, and you will learn if this works later this episode. This is Hunter in the editing room, and it really kind of doesn't. I'm trying to cut down on the echo, and hopefully it, it works. It, it'll work, and it won't be as bad. So yeah. We've also upped the gear this time. There's some more gear this time. Yeah. We've got we've got more shit in place. So we all have headphones on now. Except uh, you for probably me. didn't know, except for Peyton, because this was weird. It broke. You probably didn't. I don't know how you would ever recognize it, but in the last couple episodes, only one person has had headphones. Hunter. Me. Which you could probably kind of tell because some people were a little quiet. Should be fixed now. Yeah, hopefully. 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 We're ready to play some Dungeons and Dargons. I'm ready to, to kill people. Except... Let me shoot my gun! So, we're gonna be getting rid of the fun facts of the week because... We stole it. I'm gonna be honest, I was just <laughs> fucking stealing. Um, here, here, we'll phrase it like this. Uh, you know... Dungeons and Daddies, we love you. We didn't mean to You're take your You're literally thing. my favorite <laughs> podcast. They're I, never going to see this either. That's the thing. But we, we just have to at the McElroys and just everything. Yeah, at McElroys, at... Which, uh, why, why yeah, McElroys? Why that, that, is not, that not them? No. no it's Freddie Wong. It's Freddie Wong and Andrew Birch. These are definitely people with names. names. Will Campos, Matt Arnold, and Beth May. I know all of their names. Beth is goaded. I um, watch Critical Role and Dice Cream Sandwich. Yeah. It's fun, bro. It helps lighten the mood. But we're going to steal, and we're going to change it up a bit. We're still going to do a bit before each session. So this time, Wiggles of the Week. Wiggles of the Week. That's what Name we're calling it now. Wiggles oh. of the Week. Wiggles of the Week. I guess we're calling it Wiggles of the Week. Our favorite Wiggles song and why? Fruit salad. Fruit salad. Fruit salad. So, I think it's gonna be fruit salad every week. <laughs> I want everyone to give me one. It's a D and D thing. There's a helicopter. I'll just fuck. <laughs> yeah, we live like right next to an airfield. 
Did I say that? Like Will that dox us? Dude, do you know how many airfields there are in the United States? You make a fair point. There's probably like, there's like six in the metropolitan area in which we live. You make a good point. There's one there is one don't dox us. No, you you've doxed You us. gotta bleep it. You gotta yeah, bleep it for the eight people. Sorry that I told everyone that we live in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Because it is technically. Deep in the heart of Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming. What a great place to live. Yeah. Indeed. I love it here. So it's actually explain our new bit. Okay. So fruit salad of the week. What? Yummy. yummy. Fruit, fruit salad. What is going yummy, on? I'm just rolling fruit with it at this salad. point. Yummy, yummy. So basically, it's going to be everyone's going to give me one homebrew. It could be anything. It could be a funny character. It could be a random mechanic. Doesn't have to be good. Shitty homebrew of the week, you might say. You just give me a fucking D and D idea for like a campaign or a setting, and like a sentence. I got mine. I can go first. Yeah. In our in our uh, home game ran by uh, Mr. DM here, Mr. Hunter, I play a character named Glaucos, who is the homebrew class uh, known as Pugilist. It's pretty cool. It's basically like the tavern brawler feat as an entire class. You get some elements of monk, you get some elements of barbarian, you get proficiency in improvised weapons, and your damage with them scales up to a D-fucking-12. <coughs> and it, you there's a bunch of subclasses that give you cool abilities, such as enhanced grappling, or a dog. Or <laughs> dog! You get, dog. To, you get to fight dirty in one of them. Uh, and I think the last one is just, like, pretty normal boxing shit. But yeah, it's really fun. It it lets you play like a actually good like um unarmed attack character that doesn't do five damage a hit. So that's mine. P the pugilist class. Da -dum. I am a avid brewer of the home variety. You he makes it. I brew a lot. You brewed the Pantheon. I did. So for I did. Mysteria. Before we get into my main thing, I did make the Pantheon for Mysteria, which we're kind of adapting into a lot of our home games. Yeah. Yeah. Just because uh, it, it covers them. a lot of ground. I need to make a few more things. There's like maybe two tweaks I'm gonna make. I don't do Pantheons. They're complicated, and I'm not They're good very enough at DMing. That's why I stole patents. <laughs> I spent like two years making it, but. The main thing I make is I make subclasses for all of my characters, whether I use them or not. So in the home game where he plays, where Jerry plays Glaucos, I play, played, he died. I played Pietras, who was a cleric with a subclass of my own design that was more focused on fabricating your own form of reality. Yeah. It, it was vaguely influenced by the TVA from the MCU and a lot of reality bending stuff there was there was him variants there that was would a pop flash up from point. time to, i yeah i basically flashpointed it's a whole thing and i also have a fun wizard subclass that i'm making right now that is wizard wizard i didn't know Wizzy. About that. it's heavily focused on portals and it's based on one of your characters to make him more efficient oh. for the battlefield royale oh really yes wait what that's dope. For me to play or for you to control? Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I just love gave this. him a scary wink. You just gave me a scary boner. <laughs> <laughs> Smithium, your turn. Um, so I run 
He runs like I'm, half of our home games. Yeah, so I run a decent bit of home games. Um, but I run one called Long Blue, which is a one-piece D&D knockoff uh, in which uh, a lot of the characters for the Batfil Royale are going to come from. The Batfil Royale is named after my character, Phil. So, of course, it's one-piece themed, uh, so it's pirate themed. So guns are really big in the Long Blue. I made and, so many guns in the Long Blue. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my characters uh, use guns pretty regularly. So normally when you're using a ranged weapon... Um, in D&D, if you are five feet away from a target, you have disadvantage. Which and is I, stupid. I, I agree. But I guess it's so, like, if you were, like, trying to shoot a bow and arrow yeah. at someone from five feet, you could just, like, move the There's bow. There's a feat for it, too. Yeah. Um, but with guns, I didn't like that. So when you're point-blank range with a gun, you have advantage to hit. You have a and, fucking gun in your face. Yeah. It's pistols, rifles, you don't get it. That's true. Um, long arms. And then it automatically has improved critical. So if you roll a 19 or a 20, it counts as a critical. Because you're shooting someone from fucking five feet away. Yeah. What the fuck, D&D? Yeah. And then uh, we also use crunchy crits. We, we do use crunchy crits, which is the best thing ever. If When you crit, you roll max. And you have max damage automatically, and then you roll. Yeah. Because it's better than doubling dice. Because you, you can roll in and then deal less than the average attack. Yeah, and it's cringe as fuck. Because so like if I if I rolled that. min on a crit, I would literally just deal like eight damage as Rowan. I feel like there's a common theme amongst uh, D and D playgroups where everyone thinks everyone uses abilities wrong. Like, because anytime I listen to a and d podcast, I'm like, you're not using that ability right. And now I'm thinking people are going to do the same it's thing It's all subjective. Us. Yeah. Uh, we are fa- Play we, the game how you want to. We, we use the rules very fast and loose. Listen, We're- the rules are optional. Wizards of the Coast apparently sells NFTs. World's gone the shit. This is Royce from the editing room once again for the last time. Just want to clarify, Wizards of the Coast do not directly sell NFTs yet, but their head company... Hasbro do. And they may be selling NFTs at some point. I don't know. It's not going to be out anyways. There is one rule, and that is of cool. There's one rule, and it's you sometimes roll the dice with an asterisk. Because we have had a session of our of our Greek home game where I don't think we rolled at all. Want to know what oh, yeah, else a should roll? A couple. Uh, the, the intro. intro. <laughs> oh my god, segue. Yeah. We're like eight minutes <laughs> in. start the show here doing a little recap for you so last episode they got their money but uh had a little trouble with the uh the miners union or something like that i don't know one of them ended up going to the church and talked with the uh their uncle uriel who's actually the pastor there isn't that crazy after that they uh oh man what's it called the secretary yeah, the secretary, Deborah, gave them a job posting. And one of the job postings was us, the Bone Circus. We needed some bodyguards, and so they came by and offered their help, and then decided to investigate us like a couple of fucking assholes. So, we're, uh, we're deciding to just kill them off and end the podcast right here. This is the last episode, right? There's no other episodes after this, right? Right?
leaping forward with feral, almost starving eyes. I sink my fangs into the strong man's flesh and feast, drawing a healthy portion of his blood. I begin to change, looking and also feeling fresh and new. Oh my, this feels amazing. <laughs> I think I'm going to take advantage of this, so I'm just, I'm just going to punch him. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fucking... Over by the circus tent, a couple heads start to peek out of the opening, and then they all look to each other, pull out some knives, and start to run over. Seeing the state my brother is in, I start to hyperventilate. I have to take a step back before closing my eyes and counting to four. One, two, three, four. Quickly calming myself, I draw my flintlock from my coat, and when my eyes open again, I line up a shot straight into the strong man's chest. And as I begin to strafe to the right, I spin my gun and in one fell swoop, reload my weapon. My new position reveals three acrobats rushing the scene with daggers in hand. I aim my freshly loaded pistol to them and shout, Kick, come in, get, get, fuck. <laughs> nice one, Victor. Strongman strikes, pa pa, but only hits one jab. However, it fucking hits. After his jabs, he takes up a very defensive stance, fortifying almost like a wall. Blood leaks from my eye and the sword begins to glow intensely. It temporarily blinds the strongman and I take advantage. My blade dig deeply into his side, and blistering his flesh like a small sun. The acrobats from the tent begin to run over, and one tries to knife Rowan, who expertly weaves his shield in front of the knife, blocking it. The other acrobat raises his knife and oh, 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 oh god, oh god, oh god. Moving on a stomp, he glances worryingly at Rowan, who appears to be going full vamp daddy on those acrobats right now, but that's just a whole conversation for later. He directs his eyes to the strong man, and a yellow glow begins to surround Stump as he enters into a rage. And a translucent yellow figure starts to take shape in front of him, who shares a turtle-like appearance. Oh, father? I'm... I'm not your father. He sees the turtle! <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> fuck you, Hunter. Stump knocks himself out of the mystery of how he is here and readies his new fancy smashy great axe, wanting to put some blood on it. And he starts to rush the strong man. Stump recklessly attacks, digging the axe into the strong man, who... Weirdly enough, uses his forearm to block the great axe, which, even more surprisingly, works. The strongman refuses to let Stump get his great axe out of his forearm and keep Stump still. And while this is happening, the third acrobat from the tent jumps over Strongman, does a somersault, and wraps its legs around Stump's head, and then proceeds to dig its knife right into Stump's neck. Oh, Get shanked by the shank, Stump, bitch! I pull out my scimitar and wield it alongside my rapier, and stab the first acrobat, and then expertly slash through the second, and chop their fucking hand off. 
The acrobat looks at its now lost hand, a pool of blood beginning to pour from it, and understandably collapses to the ground and passes out. While this is happening, an opening in the tent begins to emerge, and a familiar harlequin peeks out and begins to sprint over knives in hand. I take a moment to assess the absolute mob of enemies and friends ahead of me, and as my pistol sways back and forth, I fire and just barely manage to graze the strong man's skin. After reloading, my attention is brought to the opening of a tent up ahead, as I see the star of the show step out. Ro Rowan, we got a problem! The strong man looks up at Stump, feeling puny compared to the turtle. He's unfazed by his attack from earlier, proceeds to reload his fists like a gun and swings, the first hit aimed at Stump's gut, causing him to bend over in pain. And now that the height difference has been even, the strong man uses his other reloaded fists to release a brutal uppercut. Oh, oh, uh, oh, no, that hurt, that hurt. Stump's daddy ghost puts his hands over his eyes, not wanting to watch his little son get beat the fuck up. The last acrobat standing rushes over to Rowan and gives you a little shank. Does like three damage? Just, just three? Okay. It looks disappointed. However, this little shank gets some blood out of Rowan. And the acrobat notices this. The acrobat's eyes widen and proceeds to call out the blood. The blood, the blood, he, he has, he has the blood, he has the blood. Stump's head is facing upwards from the uppercut, but slowly he begins to tilt his head down at the strong man and blows air out of his nose like a bull. Not strong enough, little man. The strong man is frozen in fear as if he's staring up at a god and Stump recklessly brings down his axe like thunder and digs it into the strong man's shoulder. Ugh! The strong man has basically given up fighting Stump at this point. However, hearing the acrobat's cries from earlier, he makes his gaze towards Rowan and runs over and attempts to grapple him. Oh, star of the show, we have the blood. The strong man tries to wrap its hands around Rowan, who just barely dexterously manages to weave away out of his grip. However, Rowan just nearly got pinched by the strong man who had a grip similar to that of a mountain climber. It felt like he nearly tore a part of his skin off. You fucker. Get over Get here. Get off, fucker! Get off of me! Get over here, fucker. I'm gonna grab you. I'm gonna fucking squeeze you like a grape. Gonna fucking squeeze you. I'm gonna pop you like a fucking zit. Bitch. L plus ratio plus I'm fast. Running towards the star of the show at inhuman speed, I pull out my crossbow and take a shot at her, piercing her in the shoulder. The star of the show tanks this arrow in her shoulder and continues running towards Rowan with a big old smile on her face. Fuck you! 
Taking a look at my injured brother, I let out a sigh and draw from my coat a syringe. I toss it directly into his neck before it auto-injects a healing elixir into his veins. Then I turn back to the strong man and take another shot straight through his forearm. Urgh, that's my favorite arm! Distracted by Victor and Rowan, the strong man does not see as Stump starts to make his way over, who then surprises him by putting him in a grapple, outpowering him and putting him in a full Nelson. The strong man essentially gets picked up like a toy and starts wiggling his feet around trying to break free and yelling out, Turtle! Turtle! Put me down! Turtle! The star of the show gives a really wicked looking grin at Mr. Rowan and proceeds to fucking stab him with my little dagger. And he starts to get a little pale as his own blood starts to get sucked into a tube that's connected into the base of the dagger filling itself. And she pulls the dagger free from him and waiting for something to take effect, but Roman doesn't feel anything. Ah, I, uh, stout. That usually works. But hey, at least I got your blood. Well, you know what they say? Second time's the charm. The star of the show, before Roman can even respond, proceeds to swiftly stab the knife into Rowan's neck. And that effect that was trying to take place earlier finally takes place here. And a poison of venom seeps into Rowan's bloodstream. And he begins to pass out. Victor, help! The star of the show jumps with glee that her dagger finally worked. And she watches this little monster hunter fall to the ground. And she kind of nods and smiles to herself, proud. Oh shit! And she runs over and quickly sucks the venom out of his wound and spits it on the ground. Don't worry. We still need you. As my brother falls unconscious, and as my heart begins to race, my arms fall to my side. I... I can't move. While the strongman and Stump are wrestling one another, Shanky, the shankster acrobat, tries to take advantage of Victor, who's currently frozen in fear. And it runs over, and it tries to stab Victor, but it, like, it overthinks, so it's like, yeah, he's frozen still right now, but whenever I attack, he's going to move. And like he's maybe he'll move right, maybe he'll move left. So it, it like tries to predict that it's gonna like move right or left, but it it just it just it just fucking misses. It like like it just doesn't hit him. Stump takes notice of everything in the battlefield, and then looks down at the strong man, who he currently is overpowering, and he lets him go. You have commendable strength. I do not wish to fight you. And trusting that the strong man will not attack him from behind, like a coward, he dashes towards Victor, leaving the strong man. The star of the show gives a little peck on Rowan's forehead, 
before pulling out some rope and tying him up like a pig. Hey, Phyllis, I got a surprise for you. The ringleader of the circus peeks out from the tent. You didn't. Mm-hmm. We can do it. We can do it this time. This is going to be the greatest show anyone has ever seen. The star of the show and Phyllis the ringleader both laugh in joy as if they just discovered the meaning of life. And the star of the show returns back to what she was doing, leaving the hogtied Rowan and running towards Victor. Paralyzed in fear and unable to think, my hand is drawn down to my coat and I, I pull out a vial of thick red liquid and as I toss it into my mouth, I feel my back begin to tear open as bat wings sprout from it. Still motionless, the wings flap and carry me into the air away from the acrobat who tries desperately to slash at my feet. As Stump's roar pierces my eardrum, I snap out of it, being brought back to reality and able to think again. The strong man gives Stump an approving nod from their little interaction from earlier. And then he starts to run towards the tied up Rowan. Meanwhile, Mr. Acrobat over here is gonna scurry over like a little rat. He's gonna throw a fucking knife at Victor. He's like, Get shanked by the shankster, bitch. Victor, we need to get out of here now. Stump runs over to the tied up Rowan, beating the strongman and picking him up and proceeding to getting the fuck out of there, running past the gate and exiting combat. Up in the air, I look over the field and quickly devise a plan. Seeing Stump trying to escape with my brother, I fly forward, dropping and hitting the ground sprinting as I run up just in range of the star of the show. I pull from my sleeve a long copper wire and whip it around, wrapping the star, and as I flip the battery, she's electrocuted, and I pull her right next to me. Out of Stump's way, as she stumbles to my side, I plant the barrel of my flintlock firmly into her jaw, while I secretly stab my thigh with a similar syringe I threw at Rowan. Look. Maybe we could talk this out. Also, thanks for bringing me to ya. And then she stabs Victor with the same knife she stabbed Rowan with, injecting the venom into his bloodstream. <gasps> Victor falls to the ground, knocked out, and the star of the show gets up, takes his gun, pockets it, and then ties him up. Stump continues to run outside of the gates, and he looks back, hoping to see Victor behind him. However, all he sees in the distance is the star of the show, Victor, who's now tied up, and the rest of the members of the Bone Circus walking back into the tent. But at this point, it's too late to turn back now. We already dedicated to running away, so Stump just continues running and running and running. But before he gets away, Shaggy the Shankster comes up and he throws his knife at him. He's like, ah! Then I clip off one of my fingernails and I also throw that at him too. 
Cause, cause we're the bone circus and we're fucking crazy. Ah, never come back here. Never come back here. Almost stab me to death cause we're crazy. Roman, you had your first major moment of your sickness coming in like and victor you did something interesting you drank the vial of his blood so you're actually going to share this dream as well okay oh fuck you both are knocked out and the echoes of boots on marble floor begin to echo as if you're in a hallway and you are you find yourself in a giant, almost cathedral-like hallway lined with paintings of those who previously owned the great does, castle you now maintain. Does Ro recognize this hallway? While you feel you're in a foreign body, you do also somewhat recognize it, although you can't tell why. Mm. And you keep looking downward as if the hallway goes on for infinity until it eventually fades into a misty fog and along the wall are these different i don't know what to call them the little shelves where you display things but it's not a trophy case like a pedestal like a pedestal almost with little cabinets in it like a desk almost holding different trophies of a variety there's taxidermy and exotic animals relics of foreign cultures well this shit craven's house <laughs> You're fitted in this long red tailcoat with nice golden weavings trailing up along your back. And your cuffs pop out, rolled back and fitted also with golden buttons. And along the outline of your coat, from the tail to the collar, is this nice dark purple, almost like velvet. And under the coat, you have a, you have a dark gray doublet, also sporting buttons that are held together by leather straps. The dublets tucked into these fine dress pants, matching the purple that lines your coat. The pants are tucked as well into these nice shiny black riding boots. And finally, your hands are covered in fine gloves with hints of washed out blood stains. You admire your trophies you've collected over the years. Hundreds of years, in fact. But before you in the middle of the floor, lays your greatest trophy. One that comes once in a blue moon, but one that invigorates you every time you get it. The broken corpse of a mortal. And this time around, this one had some fun things up its sleeve, but nothing you haven't seen before. The light gleams through your stained glass windows upon the man whose confidence you just crushed. Just look at him, laying there. He doesn't even bother to hold his sword anymore. He doesn't even bother to look you in the eye. Pitiful. You stand over him far taller than he would ever be and begin to peel your gloves off as if preparing for a meal. And your hands are pale white, lacking of blood to the point where they begin to have shades of purple from the lack of oxygen in them. And this does not make you feel any weaker, however. In fact, you almost feel stronger. You embarrassingly drop to his level, only to lift him by the collar of his peasant armor. And along his chest, he has a necklace, a holy symbol, a wheel. Thatra, is that your god? Her and I have problems with one another. You rip the relic off of him. 
Another trophy for my collection. And you throw him to the ground. I don't see fear in your eyes. Every mortal I've ever laid my hands on has felt nothing but pain and suffering. I consider myself a philosopher. Where is your fear? Up yours, you scum! You begin to walk over to him in an excruciatingly slow manner. You trail your long, almost claw-like fingernails along his chin. Quick question, which eye is the eye patch? And you go up and up until you get to his eye, left eye, and you begin to squeeze your nail into it. And he screams, echoing down the hallway forever and ever. There it is. That fear. Did you know your god cares little? I must remind you that her and I are not on good terms. How do you think she would feel if my blood coursed through you? You are but a test has put in my path. One I will succeed in vanquishing as I have all the others. Hmm. So it's that kind of fear. The fear of truth. The truth of living every day, knowing how little you are. I have decided that you will be the messenger for that truth. And you bite into his neck. And you almost feel your blood. It's like ecstasy go through your fangs. So I'm feeling like the sensation of both, right? Yes. You feel the pain of fangs entering into your neck, corrupting you. But at the same time, you feel the pleasure of infecting another person with your disease. He screams in pain as the transformation starts. And you get up. You walk away back to your chambers. The screech following you down the hall. And wherever you two are at, you wake up. Uh, uh, Hunter or not? Fucking! <laughs> um, sorry, I'm very tired. Uh, Stump is still carrying a hog tied Rowan. Where am I? Where, where, where am I? At this point, he is going to. Um, he's he's. I guess. Rowan is like thrash. You have a dagger on you, right? No. No. I have swords. He takes your short sword and cuts um your hog tying, and he um he sets you down and uh, he he actually like ducks into an alley and then sets you down. All right, I um I I think we got far enough away, but do not freak out. Victor got left behind. What? He, he stayed and, and he got the star out of the way so I could keep running with you and she, she got him with the same thing she got you and I panicked and I, I didn't know what to do and you were dying and he was dying and I had to choose. 
So I ran. Rowan kind of sits there for a moment. But we're going back. And you, for the first time since you have seen him, he's going to pull kind of the strip of cloth he has covering his mouth down. And you see two razor sharp fangs as he's just sitting there with his mouth open, just panting. Would you like to talk about this? I'm going to do to her what he did to me. There's nothing she can do about it. Uh, That bitch is going to feel poison in her veins. Personally, I am all in favor of totally murdering her. But, um, they're really strong and... That strong man guy, I don't think he really wants to fight me anymore, but he definitely still will fight you. We we need to go find Father Uriel. Father Uriel. Me and Victor's uncle. He's the priest of one of the Thratra churches. Hmm. I gave them a flower. Yes. And he told me I need cur- courtesies. It was not that was not him. That was one of the bell ringers. I did that when I was a kid. It's a whole thing. There's a script you have to follow. It's crazy. When I was a kid, I killed deer with my bare hands. I did that too, but it was on a hunting trip with my dad, but then he left. It's a whole thing. Stop it, Stump. Find Victor. We need... But the, the high priest of that church is my mother's brother. Whoa. So we can have him... Help us get me back in fighting shape, and then we can go get my brother. He will heal you. Yes. Oh, did did you see the the turtle man? Yes, I saw the turtle man. D- d- do we want to talk about that? Yeah, it's um, it's complicated. I, the, <laughs> that, that's my dad. I have not seen him in a very long time, and um, he's. He hasn't changed much. Hmm. Fathers don't change. That's not in their wheelhouse. One day, you know, one day, well, sometimes they do change. One day they're taking you out to play baseball, and then the other day, leave a note saying, figure it out, kid, and you never see them again. Well, I guess I, um, I heard something similar to that, except it wasn't a note. It was him coming into my burning home and telling me to run, and instead of taking a hike, he was... Well, we don't need to get into that. You know, we're not so different, you and I, Stump. Perhaps not, but, you know, you are not a turtle. (laughs) I'm something worse. It appears I may have, um, I believe, um, it's called an overshare. (laughs) It's fine, we both did. It's, It's called a trauma dump is the proper term now. And at that point, Rowan is going to shakily stand up and rip his eye patch off, revealing that now both eyes are yellow. Oh, you have yellow eyes like me. Yes, we're very similar, Stump. Let's go find my uncle and kill a Harlequin. Hmm. Uh, okie dokie. I follow Rowan. I run to the rich people church. All right. Stump jaunts behind him. He looks like TF2 heavy Actually, when he runs. He's kind of lagging behind because Rowan has an increased speed now. I don't. My dash is now 70 feet. I'm assuming I'm at one health. You're pretty weak, yeah. I'll put myself at one. But as you're running to the church, you must feel something like, like almost like someone's wrapped a string around your head, pulling, but you guys resist it. But it, 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 you, you feel these things 
go into your mind these thoughts of tonight, the Bone Circus. Oh, is she sending mm. to us? The, the Bone Circus. Performance of a lifetime. Bone Circus. Can we respond? You could try, but it's not going to work. What kind Man. of... I just wanted to say, fuck you, Bone Circus. <laughs> but I say that anyway, but it, they don't hear it. You say that out loud, and a stranger on the street turns to you. Y'all had y'all heard that too. Wait, you you heard that? You heard it? That I thought that was just for you know we just got into a whole thing with them. My brother's in a cage somewhere. Um, Hunter, what's up? Would there be like a like a crier boy out here trying to sell papers or something? Come get some papes, you know, something like that. <laughs> Hey, come get your faves. Come get your faves. Hey, the two pennies. Two pennies today. It's a deal. It's a deal. Two pennies. Two pennies for a penny. Does, That's a um, steal. Does he have like a um, like a horn that I can like yell into? I think he's just on an apple box. No horn. No horn. He's just no saying. Horn. Two cents of pipe. Two cents of pipe. Oh, I I I got one. Are there any alarm systems around? Any alarm systems? Like where there'd be like a horn. Yeah, we'll say you you say we'll say you can you can find one. I'm 13 feet tall. I reach Strangers. up to it and I and I'm just gonna rip off the horn part of the siren. Okay, that's that's a federal offense. I don't know what federal means. <laughs> <laughs> and Stump is just going to scream into the horn. I'm gonna back back the mic up. Yeah, I'll just turn it down a little bit. Dump is going to scream into the horn. The Bone Circus are evil! They will kill you! Fear them! Fear them! Bone Saw is ready! <laughs> Give me your persuasion check. Give him advantage. Come on. I want to do a persuasion check. Just normal. 18 raw. 18. Some people... Look at you and like, oh shit, I don't want to take my chances. But then some others, wow, no, this is a great marketing scheme. Fuck, <laughs> damn it, we have to save the world. No, I'm serious. Why is he really in the role? Stop helping the circus. <laughs> God damn it. I grab stuff. I guess I do look like a fucking carny. <laughs> We're also like covered in blood right now. I think this is a good time for one of these. Stump spikes the siren and just goes, fuck! <laughs> okay, I, I, keep, I start leading Stump to the circus. Not the circus, the choice. All right. We just go back. He enter back into the church where you were just in earlier today. I'm rushing through. Uh, some of the priests you pass by, they give a very concerned look and they almost like go to help you, but you just, I'm assuming you just run right past I'm them. I'm bursting into my uncle's office. Roman, would you like some help today? Like, Not now! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of, you follow suit, the priests are like, oh, I guess he's going. Ah! <laughs> ah! Hello. As I start, as I get within like side of the door, Uriel, Uriel! You hear like uh, him, you feel your senses are starting to become a little bit enhanced now. And you can hear like the movement of a chair, some footsteps as he starts to get up from a desk. And I shove my way you through the door. You shove through the door, almost fall to the ground. Rowan. Rowan? I'm gonna- Rowan! 
I would like to, uh, shortly after him, because I'm not running uh, through a church. Uh, he doesn't know what a church is. But um, I kind of just grab the, the edge of the top of the doorway and duck under. Hello, uncle. <laughs> they, the, the, Barely even notices you're the there. The Bone Circus took Victor, and they're, they're planning some shh, ritual with him. Shh, and shh. It's, okay, it's okay, it's okay. I put my hand on your shoulder. Rowan. <laughs> Calm down, Rowan. Let me look at some spells real quick. <laughs> Trying to find a specific one. Yeah. Stump reaches into his what's bag. Your, what's your <laughs> HP? One. One. No, One I mean, like, on my max, 46. 46, okay. <clears throat> I, I got you on some. I guess there'll just be a... Well, I'm trying to find, like, good healing spells. Would I just do healing work? Oh, wait, lay on hands. Where's that? Is that a... It's paladin. Paladin. Hold up. <laughs> Cast inflict wounds. I'm not doing that. One bad gloop and she turned a splurgy. Oh, splurgy! That's what it is. Pull up a gloop. That's a gloop and a splurgy. Hunter looking for rules. Hunter looking for rules. Hunter looking for rules. Hunter looking for rules. Hey, hey, Hunter is a DM. He's checking the spell list. Uh, trying to heal me so I can go kick a bitch's ass. Uh, I'm rapping rowing now. That could have been such a progressive form of rap where two people just do voices where they're constantly shouting over each other in one verse. Liam is just like the only calm member. Like anytime we all start screaming, Liam just looks cure at us. Wounds. Like That's we're what fucking it's called. Idiots. You forgot what the cure wounds was. Yes, I did. I'm you sorry. I left most... it at the cleaners with my hoodie and my fuck you flip flop. It's he called fucking it cure wounds. He said that like eight times today. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so we're gonna do a level five cure wounds plus modifier. Um, you know, technically speaking, my crimson right didn't go away because it only turns off when I complete a shorter long rest. So I still do extra radiant damage. Reroll that. Never rest. <laughs> Just get zero hit points ever. Just keep coming back to your heal to get healed. Uncle, it's time. <laughs> I need to be healed. Do you want more dice? This dude is rolling dice one by one. It hurts me. I have three D8s right here. This Hunter. is why it takes fucking 45 seconds to roll a cure you heal. <laughs> he puts his hands on you and he starts whispering a prayer of Thatra and your wounds start to close up. You almost feel brand fucking new because you just healed 50 HP. Ooh, I'm over brand new, baby. Can I, um... I want to walk up to Uriel, and I'm just going to reach my big old hand out and try and give him a handshake. Not now. He's very focused. At this point, <laughs> Didn't take my there's hand. a you very big <laughs> shift in Rowan's demeanor. Oh. I feel amazing. Rowan. And at this point, a single drop of blood drips from Rowan's fang onto the floor. I feel spectacular. Rowan, what did you do? I got my ass kicked by a harlequin. That doesn't... What did you do? And he points to his teeth, insinuating the fangs. Oh. I forgot I hadn't told you. 
You... No, no, no. I knew. You think I wouldn't know, boy? But there's one thing between suffering and giving in to the temptations. Rowan is just going to lick his fang clean real quick. And he's just going to break down crying. Just sobbing on the floor. And it, it's, it's unintelligible. I really don't feel like acting out sobbing right now. But the few words that Stump specifically is able to make out are, I'm one of them is repeated, and I never should have taken that job. Stump actually walks over um, and kneels down to Rowan. Therapist turtle, therapist turtle. Actually, he doesn't kneel down. Stump sits crisscross applesauce. <laughs> You're still taller than everyone in the room, said crisscross. <laughs> Sitting down, I look over to Uriel and back at Rowan. Rowan? You, um... What? You are... You are fine. Not in the sense of... Stump actually is really Mm. Therapist <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you to immediately Stump is an empath <laughs> <laughs> Get over this hill And I'm not trying to What is the word when you um Talk down on someone Patronize That one <laughs> But Victor Pardon me speaking of your brother this way, is quite frankly the scariest fucking person I've ever met in my life. I have confidence he will stay alive until we can return. I know, but... I have seen, perhaps not, your exact <laughs> affliction, but similar things, and trust me, you are... No monster, Rowan. You are not one of them. And you, Uriel, let me just ask you, how would you feel if I screamed at you over taking a sip of water? Rowan, I have known for three days, two days. I think it's been like 20 hours. <laughs> and I have seen this man struggle more to keep himself at bay than I've ever with anyone in my life. And then, on a job, he bites a man. You saw how much better he looks now. He didn't look like that whenever I met him. I would simply ask you to perhaps reconsider the way you treat your family. Rowan. Yes, uncle? I am not mad at you. I don't want it to seem like that, but I just want what's best for you. And I know I may have come across harsh, but as followers of Thatra, we come into these roadblocks with Thatra's divination. Yours being the vampirism, and it was not your fault. It wasn't. It was mine. I should have never given you that mission. That's stupid. It's my fault. I told them to send 
our finest, and they sent you. And if I had never done that, if I had just gone like I should have, I could have, I could have saved you. I have to go save my brother. We'll talk about who's at fault for this later. Wait, before you go, I want to do something to help. And he goes to his desk, pulls out some herbs, very exotic herbs, and he wants to, he walks over. Will, will you allow me to help? And he's going to rest it on your shoulders, hold it there, and recite a prayer. And he's going to cast Hallow on you. It's a very long spell, Mm -hmm. but the main thing, radius of 60 feet, celestials, elementals, fey fiends, and undead can't enter the, the area, nor can such creatures charm, frighten, possess, whatever in it. It's so much, bro. This is fucking crazy, but uh, you can also choose to bind an effect to it. There are 10 different effects, which I'll let you choose. Okay, let me look up the spell description. Um, Mr. Uriel, you think think I could get a bit of that, that uh, magic, that uh, healing, word of Thatra or whatever? Thatra is. That's all of my spell slots, some Are might you say. aware of how much blood I just lost for Victor and Rowan, your nephews? Oh, sh- sorry, I've been so focused on Rowan. Would you like me to heal you? That is what I just asked for. Yes, I am currently, I'm currently bleeding, if you can't see. <laughs> Would you give me a rough estimate of how much you think you could heal back up to your prime? Probably about 14 herdies gone. <laughs> 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 14 hurdies. I am going to choose extra dimensional interference. What the fuck to is where? that? Hold on. You heal back to max. Cool. Thank you. I was risking it on the level one cure wounds and yeah. Within 60 feet of me, members of the bone circus cannot teleport or have interplanal movements. Like they can't use blink or teleport or teleportation circle. Nice. Plane shift. Nice. That's pretty good. And Rowan is ho- hoping that this connects to a theory of his that he developed about the service. Think it's a gate. I think, I think they're trying to bring something. So what I'm thinking is, if that thing is connected to the Bone Circus, it can't come. Fuck them. Fuck them bitches. Fuck them. I bitches. think they're gonna u- use use the box to tr- to teleport or use teleport something with the box. Uh, before I leave. Father, is there any way I can maintain my connection to Thratcher throughout these trying times? I feel like she's left me. Continue your prayers. Serve her as well as you can right now. If you can prove that despite this sickness, that you are still faithful to her, then she will answer at some point. He has to. I'm thinking about multi-classic cleric. Wag, I'm thinking about the Book of Job. You know that one? That's a classic Bible tale. The dude, God literally fucked this dude's life up just to test his faith. 
That's how I'm thinking of you right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because fucking Satan was just like... He was like, hey, this guy's... This guy's... Fuck this guy. My Test follower will dislike. My follower will follow. If you love Jesus, follow. If you love Jesus, follow this podcast and donate to our future Patreon. And if you don't love Jesus, then don't do those things. <laughs> Me burning in hell when I scrolled past the post when I should have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> What would you say the color scheme of Thratra is, kind sir? I was thinking green gold. Green gold? For some reason, I All get right, that. At this point, Rowan is going to walk over to a little chest in the corner and grab his the old like coat from his uniform as, as, a, as a Thratra paladinial boy and put it on instead of his trench coat. Ooh. He's reclaiming it, bitch. I think I wanted to say something to Uriel after Rowan leaves. <laughs> okay, I, I leaves to go. All right. Tidy up. Change my color scheme. Stump kind of just sits around for a minute, or for a second, and he's like, He, um, he called you father, but he said you are his uncle. Yes, uh, in the church, the- Oh, I'm just, can I, can I stop you real quick? Ooh, ooh, is this the church? It's not the church, but there's many churches around. Uh, oh, yeah, gotcha. And but for sure, <laughs> he calls me father because I am the pastor of the church at this church. But I am physically blood his uncle. It is just in church tradition that the pastor. Is called Father. Hmm. I see. Because church. Follow up. Have you ever ventured outside of this land of stone? Many times. The will of Thatra has led me across many parts of the world. So it would be safe to assume you have crossed through the natural landscapes of... I believe they're calling it Mysteria now. Well, Mysteria is just the city, but outside of it, it's its own land. People call it different names, but I do not think the land should be called a name. I think it is simply the world. Mm. And I've traveled across it during my journeys for Thatra. Why do you ask? Mm. Well, if you had seen so much of the world, I am not to insult, but I assumed you would understand the natural flow of things better. I am a, um, a spiritual man myself, but more in the natural element. And I had a father who was a much more spiritual man than I, who could grow force with the wave of a hand. You know what he used to say to me? Stump gets up from crisscross applesauce. You can't fight nature. And he walks out. That wisdom score gets to show sometimes. <laughs> I can't, I'm not smart. <laughs> so Rowan is going to walk back into the room and he has a new clean white shirt and slacks. His same dusty old boots. But now he has a green and tr uh, cream trimmed uh, tailcoat on as opposed to his trench coat. Nice digs, Rowan. All right, let's cut to Victor. <laughs> 
you wake up from the dream from earlier and the feeling of that that screech bouncing in your head overwhelms your senses it beats into your mind forcing you to focus on it and nothing else as you focus more and more on the sound the rest of your body you will become weaker and weaker until you're unable to do anything except simple movements such as blinking your eyes suddenly are forced open you can't blink anymore they're beginning to water it's two great lights appear in the distance shaping into that of eyes you can't move you can't think you feel the world begin to vibrate as the eyes get closer and closer and despite it appearing slow you get that suspicion that they're not moving slow they're just giant and moving incredibly fast but coming from far away as it gets closer the gleam of the light of the eyes envelops your vision until you see nothing but that and now instead of that previous scream all you can hear is the vibration of the world your eyes open all you can see is the light of the eyes pure glow similar to a light leaking through your eyelids when closed and then they begin to you hear a like stage lights a similar light blinds you but not of the eyes as if you were on stage and the sound the vibration is now replaced with voices and the familiar silhouette of a figure enters into the light the ringleader welcome all the bone circus welcomes you to its greatest performance yet and as all of you are aware, the Great Weaver has led you here. And I can guarantee that it is not for nothing. As we have a very special guest today. And he gestures towards you and you realize now you're tied up in a chair by some what you can tell to be magical rope. <clears throat> and as much as you try to break out of it, they only grow tighter. Can I speak? Sure. And he's in the middle of a show, right? Yeah. Hey! Dipshit! What's that? And he puts his hand <laughs> to his ear. Oh, a rowdy one! And all the audience goes, ooh, Like iCarly or something. I got news for you, bud. If you're planning on leading my brother back here, he ain't coming back for me. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> we have to go find Victor! <laughs> Cut to us. Doom, doom, doom. Fucking running. Well, you better hope that your brother arrives. You might as well just kill me now, bud. Because Rowan blames me for every wrong thing in his fucking life. He ain't coming back. He's celebrating right I'm now, coming, bud. I'm coming, Victor! <laughs> <laughs> Do you enter it? Hey, fuckface! Leave my brother alone! Yeah, fuckface. Well, I called that one completely wrong. In the audience. Can it, Victor? Woo! Woo! That's what I've been waiting for! <laughs> you have not seen Rowan in his Thratcher garb since you left for school. What the fuck are you wearing? New digs. My clothes! Oh, what the fuck? Where's my gun, dipshit? 
how we took it. I look down. Are, is everything on me gone? Are you naked? Almost like you're in your fucking like your drawers. Your drawers. Your drawers. He in the drawers. Where is it? Where the fuck is my music box, dipshit? And the star of the show comes out. Finally, I guessed I hear. Oh, I am gonna fucking kill you. But here's the thing. We didn't need you. We already have this. And she pulls the knife out that has the blood of. Am I within in sixty her. feet of them? Yeah, I was about to do a very similar thing. I want to be I, within <laughs> sixty feet of them. Stump immediately walks on stage and tries to attack her. <laughs> we'll say you're sixty feet away. Stump starts running towards the stage. Stump! No, he is not listening to you. <laughs> she is going to quickly toss the knife over to the ringleader and then face towards you. Can I try to shoot it out of the air with my crossbow? You can try to. Is it disadvantage, I'm assuming? It's disadvantage. Have I taken a short rest? Yeah, you're healed up, by the way. I rolled a 17 and a 14, so that's a dirty 20. You shoot it out of the air. Okay. And it gets knocked away. It's a pretty durable knife, mm -hmm. though. So I didn't assume I would destroy it. I just wanted to knock it away. Yeah. You knock it away, we'll say, like, 20 feet. That's I think fine. a crossbow would That's be. Fine. Yeah. It's a hand crossbow. It's not much. Yeah. I'm still running towards the stage. Let's do a cheeky roll initiative. First things first. I book it to the venomous dagger on the ground and grab it trying to figure out how to drain some of my blood sludge out. I look at the side of the dagger and utter the phrase and gain back some energy from the absorption. As Roman and Stump make their way onto the stage, they're able to see into the wings and they spot the strong man and more acrobats preparing to come forth. The star of the show looks to Rowan who now wields the dagger that she needs and she hits a little fancy pose and says, quick! My dagger hero, hand it over. And thorns start to pick at Rowan's mind, trying to pierce through and take advantage of him. Sorry, honey. I don't swing that way. Oh, man. This usually works. Disappointed at the failure it was at trying to take over Rowan's mind, she runs over to Phyllis, the ringleader, and caresses his cheek. My love, you'll listen to me, right? And Phyllis feels inspired. A, 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 a bardic, a bardic inspire, a bardic inspire, you might, you might say. Phyllis listens to the star of the show and looks to Rowan and says, don't worry, my love, I'll save you. And he raises his hand as if he were grabbing something but parts of the stage start to tear apart and hands reach out from underneath trying to grab Rowan, who just barely manages to make it out of the way. This, this guy is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he just caught someone a cunt in front of a live audience. <laughs> this man is a bitch. Rowan says, Rowan takes his hat off and spins it around and does a big bow. This man's a bitch! I can contest! The audience reacts, most in favor of the bona fide bone circus, but there are some murmurs agreeing with Rowan that yes, indeed, this Phyllis guy is a bitch. 
Stump takes position as if he's at home plate and he's about to hit an out of the park home run in mid motion with his great club. He lets it go and it goes flying towards Phyllis. Oh shit! Phyllis reaches out quickly as if he were pulling on a rope and one of the acrobats comes flying from the wings as if he were getting pulled by a rope. The acrobat falls to the ground and is a little bit disoriented and kind of wiggles around like a small dog trying to get off of its back and it's like, oh, what the fuck? So Victor, do you do nothing your turn? I'm fucking tied with magical rope. Well, I was just making sure. Let me roll, let me roll to see if I get out of the magic rope. Do I get out of the magic rope, auntie? What's your strength? It's a 17, or I'm sorry, it's a 16. <laughs> you feel the uh, threads of the rope kind of like you're giving it your all, and you feel some of it almost like terror. A little Use bit, my but... vocal to say, huh, who would have seen that coming? <laughs> Suck my nuts. I just wanted to say, I wanted to <laughs> offer you some creative You shit. knew I wasn't getting out of that. I dropped my shield, holding my rapier and fancy new dagger and stab at Phyllis, the ringleader, with the poison blade and follow up slowly with my glowing rapier. Ow, fuck! Ow, fuck! And attempt to blood curse him, but he resists it because he's a fucking bitch. Well, this bitch just got poisoned. Fuck, dude, that's what the dagger feels like. Oh, God. The star of the show watches as Phyllis gets stabbed multiple times and her otherwise jumpy Demeter drops and she stares at Rowan. Sacrifices, all of you, are sacrifices and whispers into the mind of all of those on stage as an effect of fright tries to take over. Were, were you trying to do something, uh, what, what did you say your name was? Star? Your show kind of sucks, I wouldn't be that proud of Again? it. Again? Yeah, it seems like this just is not your night, lady. Two times in a row! Fuck it, you know? Oh, if only I had a big, strong man to help me. And she gestures off stage as someone in the wings receives a bardic inspiration. Phyllis looks down at the knife in his stomach, and then he looks up at Rowan, and his hands raise up. And they start to flicker with the lightning. And before Rowan can react, he grabs him and electrocutes him, giving him a shocking grasp, some might say. That's right. Sacrifice. That's all you are. As Rowan is getting electrocuted, Stump runs over and grabs Phyllis by the hands, pulling him up into the air. <laughs> no more sparkle. Strongman makes his appearance and runs on stage. The audience roars in excitement, and you can hear someone say, Finally, the strong man is here to save the day. And still intimidated by the turtle, he's just going to ignore him for now and run over to Rowan. And he proceeds to reload his fists again and swings three times, delivering devastating blows. He swings once with his right, once with his left, and then third again with his right butt, with his left. He tries to sneakily reach to his side and toss a knife to Victor's feet. 
However, it isn't really sneaky at all. Like, it, everyone sees it. Everyone sees it. Phyllis kind of sees it, and he's like, what, what? What the fuck are you doing? Seeing the knife fall to the floor, I look at the strong man, and while puzzled, I take advantage. I flip the chair over and land on my feet, barely, hunched over like a hermit crab. I turn around and grab the knife behind me and begin sawing through the rope. Hey, big guy, where's my stuff? Stuff? You mean the props? Yeah, yeah, where's the props? Everyone knows you put the props in the wings. You don't bring the props out here. Great, th thank you, fucker. Fucking idiot. All right, I love you, but fuck. As Stump holds the ringleader in place, I tear into his neck and drain his blood, getting myself a quick power-up before gutting him like a fish. No, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this to me. Uh, 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 uh. And turning to the star of the show with her lover's blood all over me and croak out, You're next, Harlequin. Stump raises his axe and brings it down on the now corpse of Phyllis the ringleader and cuts it in half. boy! Hope you love the show, everybody! The star of the show backs away in fear, almost falling off the stage, watching them play with the body of Phyllis as if he were a toy. <laughs> and then she runs off stage just trying to get away. She can't do this right now. This is too much. This is not what she signed up for. I'm chasing the bitch. She runs like her life fucking depends on it because it does. Oh, it does. Can I, um, can I, t t I have a bit of a maybe a thing here. I might be able to pull off. I was about to bind her to make your oh, thing better. Yeah, so I, bind I, I bind her. I need a DC 13 strength save. Let's go. 16. Fuck you. Quit cheering against us. Um, okay. I am going to, as I'm, I can lift like 2,000 pounds. I can grab Rowan or Victor in the chair pretty easily, right? Like, I don't I'm need to roll for that. You're out of, you've cut the ropes by that point. I am gathering my things in the wing. Like very okay. quickly. It's gonna be you then. Yeah, How much you, you find weigh? everything like lay out on a table, like a prop oh, table. That's the wrong yeah. thing. You I weigh. On stage. I weigh 160 pounds. I am going to grab Rowan's hand and like spin him style and chuck <laughs> him at her. Well, I think this is cool. You were full sprinting. I don't know if you would be in range to do that. Oh, I would technically be going past them and Victor. Okay. So I'm assuming that's some sort of strength. Yeah. I let it happen. So I'm he does raging. athletics. Yeah. 18. 18? I'm just trying to get some, some length. He doesn't need to like hit her. Okay. I'm just trying to get him faster towards her. It's a boost. Her. Okay. So Speed you boost. find yourself within range to do something to her. Am I, so I'm within melee range? Yes. She's getting daggered. Okay. No, stop her. I think we should just kill her, man. <laughs> like, I know you uh, want to do some fuck shit, but... 26. That I mean, hits. That hits. We'll try and get you some gear, bro. <laughs> but can you work with the great axe? <laughs> I have all my stuff now. You do? Can I yeah, specify non-lethal before I roll damage? Yeah. Okay. Like, if, if the poison would kill her, can I just paralyze her? Yeah. Uh, 20 damage. 20 damage, okay. So that doesn't kill her. I need a DC 15 concert. That's right. No, this might though. <laughs> Roll. What? Roll. Roll what? 
damage. Oh. She failed. <laughs> Sweet. Um, that's um, 14 poison damage. Okay, so let's see. You just did how many dagger? That was... 20? Yeah. 20 plus 14. So what's knockdown rules again? Is it half your max or half get you to half? It's half your max. So like if I took 23 at any given time, that would be a knockdown. Gotcha. If I took 10 at any time. She doesn't take enough to get knocked down. But she is poisoned. But she's poisoned and also very injured. <laughs> and she continues to run. I continue to pursue. Okay. Uh, once the six seconds expires. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a, a 25 to hit. So they've run out of the tent at this mm-hmm. point and... You know, there's some people walking around, but she's just sprinting, running towards the gate. She's going to use a reaction to try to deflect the missile. Okay. Using the deflect missile. Okay. So she has to beat a 25, I think. Oh, I just straight... Wait, do I straight reduce the damage, or do I have to... I think you have to roll. When you're hit. I arrange. Okay. She got a 24. Ha! Die. Max damage, that's 10. You. Like a fucking... Uh, uh, Non-lethal, it's in the Achilles tendon. Gets right in her Achilles, and she falls to the ground. We catch up. I grab her by the collar and start dragging her to Victor. Thank you for dealing with Grace Bio investigations, exterminations, and whatever the fuck our name is. Oh, wait a second. I have a thing. That was fucking cool. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Oh, golds. And I searched the wizard. Oh, our golds. Do I find my 300 gold that I'm owed? It wasn't 300. It was, it was 100. 100 each. He did I listened promise to 100 it today, each. Bucko. I listened to it today, too. He <laughs> promised us 100 each. You find... Don't be a dick, Hunter. <laughs> the way the fucking look he's giving me it's impossible to like seal like nail an emotion down to this <laughs> how much do i find we're gonna roll the uh old d4 of decision making evens you find what you were promised odds you were lied to like a little bitch all right fuck y'all y'all ain't seen this because i know this is important for y'all don't fudge it that is a three. Oh, we did it. Wait, right? yeah, you yeah, said three. Yeah. We got what we were promised. There, I said odds. Yeah, no, I said evens. Said evens we got. Yeah, he could just listen but to this if we got that wrong. You do find 150 gold. That's fine. Cool. Only half. Right. That's fine. I pick that up and pocket it. Um, do I find a book on him? He's a wizard. So you find a, like a little small, like maybe like best size of not your hand but like victor's hand kind of notebook on his side and in it are these uh infernal writings i'll take this to pocket it i'm gonna give it to one of y'all yeah i'm gonna give it to one of y'all i'm just taking shit off of him all right let's see what the fuck victor's I about to do drop her at victor's feet i point go nuts to the stage oh okay i'll take her to the stage drop her by a lover and i walk out on stage Ladies and gentlemen, 
the audience holds their breath. Yeah, you're still holding her down, right? I'm, gonna, I'm holding both of them at this Whoa! point. I'm, I'm holding the emaciated corpse and the unconscious star of the show. Go, Victor! Unfortunately, this will be the Bone Circus's last show. But oh! we do have oh! a show! And I take out a needle and I turn to the star and I just whisper, now you have a very explosive personality and I like that about you. But unfortunately, I think it's just all gotta go. Oh! Tell me, do you know what a transorbital lobotomy is? She's like half knocked out, half awake. Trans. And I grab her face and I start running a needle under her eye. It's this fun, fun little procedure. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take this needle here, right? And there's this thin little piece of bone right in between your eye and your fucking brain. And I'm gonna take this needle and I'm gonna take a little tiny mallet and I'm gonna ding, 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 and I'm gonna break through all that bone. And eventually, I'm gonna hit what's called your prefrontal lobe. You know what that is? No, no, I'm, you're fucking stupid. I'm assuming you don't. That's the part of your brain where all your memories are stored. Your personality. Basically, everything that makes you, you. And I'm gonna take all of that away from you right here and right now. So get one last good look at your lover because in two seconds, you won't remember he exists. And I hammer the nail in. Ding, 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 Over the bad guys. Victor, I don't think I like this anymore. And I fucking demolish her prefrontal lobe. Her body goes limp. And I ding. Can I kill her now? Sure, but it's more fun if she survives. Stump just... Looks down at it and is just. I'm 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 gonna mercy kill her. I was I was gonna do the same thing if you. I, actually, I'm gonna look at Stump. She doesn't deserve this. I hold up the big axe. It'll hurt less if I do it with this. You think? I think. puts puts the axe away. <laughs> oh yeah, the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try it? I flip it around. Uh, so I'm holding it by the barrel, and oh, I hand it to Ren. Shove it in her mouth. Hey, yo. <laughs> and pull the trigger. Mercy kill? What the fuck is that? <laughs> We're the bad guys. Bah! Not stumped, though. And then he I just turn to the audience, and I go, Thank you for coming! I ate a guy. Consider us for all your monster hunting, doctoring, and detectiving needs. And just for good measure, Stump lets out a... We're gonna go to prison. Yeah, we're definitely Stunned gonna go to prison. Silence. I don't think they liked that, Victor. Who cares? They're crazy. You hear one guy start clapping. We'll cut in. A, we'll add a sound effect. It's only him. Oh, it's just him? <laughs> Who is it? And... You can't see him and the lights are, you know, you've been on stage before. You can't see into the audience. And despite you going up, he stopped clapping at that point. You can't tell where it came from or who it was. And everyone gets up and slowly leaves. Mm. So, um, why, why did you, what was with the spike, Victor? Seemed a little intense. <sighs> Do you know what memories are, Stump? 
Um, Your thoughts, the things you remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just took all that away from her. That's why I thought it was nicer just to kill her. Stump. For the first time. Oh, you're going to get murdered. Looks at you in a way that is not his normal kind of blank dopey expression. And he says, have you ever had your memories taken from you? No, no, I can't say I have. Victor, I would appreciate it if you didn't do that again. And he walks away. Victor just kind of looks down at his, like, bloodied hands. And you see, like, a moment of, like, contemplation on his face. He looks back up at Stump. He's walking away. There's lines you shouldn't cross, Victor. Yeah, maybe so. Meanwhile, Stump totally just fucking ate a guy. <laughs> like, I mean, I, sh I gutted a man. I shot a woman through the head. McDonald's. Fucking with brains is different. Fucking with brains is just dude, like, dude. <laughs> Victor. Yeah. Your uncle was terribly worried about you. Did you go see him before you came back? I had to get healed up. I didn't expect you to come back, if we're being honest. I'm, I considered not, but through all the fucked up shit you do and screwing us out of money you do and generally being a pain in my ass, you're a good kid. I think you can be a lot better than you are, but you choose not to. I'm going to fix you, Victor. Rowan. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to fix you, Rowan. I know. I think it's... High time I started putting my whole soul into it. Your whole Victussie, if you will. Indeed. The Victussie going in. I think with a combination of your medicine and divine intervention, I'll be back to normal in no time. Look, maybe it was the near-death experience. Can't believe I'm going to say this. I should probably go speak to Uncle Uriel. I think that would be very wise. After I get cleaned up. Oh, yes, definitely. And then Rowan stops. What are we going to tell Deborah? We got paid. We're going to prison. Prison's kind of like our apartment. <laughs> I believe Victor and Rowan begin Lemmy. walking out of the circus. Yeah, Lemmy. <laughs> are we like blending into the crowd? Yeah. You, I feel like you stand out at this point. Uh, but Stump, what are you doing? Stump, while he was... um wandering around when they first arrived at camp he noticed that victor and rowan were paying special attention to a chest oh shit <gasps> no he seeks out that chest oh fuck damn it you managed to find it in a in a prop room does it get snared no that's dropped um no it is not it lasts eight hours okay and it's a deck save has it been eight hours no I don't think so. Okay. So you managed to find the chest in the prop room. Has it been opened by anyone else? Okay. Another D4 of decision making. We're going to decide now if it evens, it's been opened, and the snare's been used. Odds. It hasn't yet. Okay, well, that's odds. <laughs> it hasn't yet? No, no one's opened it yet. Um, It just says any creature. You can make a investigation check to see it beforehand zero i gotta and make that deck save beforehand 
fuck. Well, I'm I get ensnared by it. What does that do? What does it do to me? Does it do a little your cartoon hanging upside down? <laughs> and you are restrained. Oh. Can I attempt to break out of it now? There's no combat. I have to wait six Can seconds. Can we come find him? You don't know where I went. No, we don't, but we might want to go see the chest. We were leaving. We were going this home. Y'all were leaving. You wait six seconds, and it's their fucking breaks. All right. <laughs> I, 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 he tries until he gets free. Uh, 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 I said I do not like to be sideways, and now I am upside down. I do not like this. <laughs> and then he snaps and falls. He's going to first try and, like, see if it has any give when he tries to open it. Like, There's some give, yeah. He's a little spooked by this. Um, can I roll a cheeky bit of why is religion intelligent? Can I roll religion with wisdom on this? I was actually going to ask you to roll religion. Can I use wisdom? You can use wisdom. That would be... A 15. Okay, and would you say you've opened the chest at this point? He was just trying to see if it's locked. It's not locked. Okay. And, um, okay, so he, do I get anything from the religion roll? Um, you feel like this chest is connected with, like, with nature, something not of this world. Okay, I am going to peek inside, and then with every ounce of strength Stump has, but not enough to break the chest, um, he's going to shut it after looking inside. You catch a peek, and what's inside is props. I open it. You open it, there's a, there's a comically large hammer, used candles, yarn, goblets, etc., etc., but the yarn, you f see it almost move. I pick up the ball of yarn. Why did this move? I pick up the ball of yarn. You feel it almost breathing in your hand. I'm going to name you Yarny. And I stick it in my bag. No! No! Yes! Stay you sexy yarn? Yes! I did it for you. <laughs> Is there anything else? I, I win! I win! Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed and tune in again for next episode. Episodes should be released every other week. Cough, cough, should be. You can find updates and other fun posts on our social media. This episode was brought to you by our Dungeon Master slash Director, Roy Spears, Jarrett Carbone, Peyton Fortner, and me, Liam Smith. Special shout out to Sarah Kirkley once again for her wonderful art. The music in today's episode was taken from tabletopaudio.com and composed by our very own Peyton Fortner. Thank you for the absolute bangers, guys. Thank you yet again for listening, and tune in next time for more dice-rolling shenanigans.
Hi, it's a me, uh, Rowan. I run a Scorpion Evo as my primary, with a millimeter scope and fast mags. Victor, you fucking suck! Now you suck! You suck! You you hard scope every time, bro! I don't like moving! What does that mean? I'm gonna rush the objective. No, Rowan! I'm gonna rush the objective! Rowan, we're in rank! Oh, I have Scorpion Evo, I'm ready! I'm cold too! 